Hallelujah. It is Wednesday, and we're starting a Kingdom Conversation. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday, April, what is today, 7th uh, version uh, or edition of Kingdom Conversations live from Astounding Love, a global church fellowship in San Jose, California. I am Pastor Lundzine Lee of Astounding Love, a global church fellowship, and I want to welcome you to tonight's conversation. If you're new to us, then you're going to have fun because we're going to talk about the things of God and we're going to talk about the things of man and we're going to talk about all of the things that the Holy Spirit wants to talk about tonight and it's going to hit your heart, it's going to change some things in your life, it's going to challenge you, cause you to question and to be, to realize how you can be maximized by the Spirit of God and it's a whole lot uh, easier to do than it is when you try to do it yourself. How we start this, we're going to open up in prayer. We're going to settle, take care of some housekeeping uh, situations here. And then we are going to, oh, I don't know what else we're going to do. I guess we'll find out, all right? <laughs> so let's start with prayer, and then we'll go from there. Father, we thank you tonight for the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the opportunity to be in a place where we can incline our ears and hear what the Spirit of God has to say. This has been a week that has really taken hold of emotions for many people in our church, in our church for sure, as well as individuals all over the planet. And so tonight we will offer prayers and we will release petitions and, and decrees or declarations or whatever it is that you want us to say into the lives of friends and family and people that we have yet to meet. I thank you, Lord, for the sound of the blood of Jesus, for the voice and what, it's, what he speaks to us tonight. And I thank you for the insights, the, the, oh, the lovely discoveries that we will make and for healing for the broken parts of our hearts. I thank you, Father, for the magnificence of your person and that when we desire to, we can move from the weeping of the night to the joy that comes in the morning. So I submit tonight's conversation to you, Holy Spirit. I submit myself to you. I thank you that as usual, I really don't have anything to talk about, but isn't it amazing that you do? And so we all choose to incline our ears, to let our minds and our hearts and our emotions be scrubbed clean with the blood of Jesus to allow the entrance of your word to bring light to us. Huh. I pray for the individuals that are watching us. I pray for those that are present here in this building with me, that we're all in here together. I pray for the people of the United States of America, for the city of San Jose, for all of the, 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 the things that are in between that the state of California, the counties, and so forth and so on. And the main thing that I speak is the release of the perfect love of God that cast out all kinds of fear so that people will re be removed from the torment and the fear of what might possibly be that will never actually happen and come into a reality of what they desire to happen which moves them beyond the normal day-to-day -day stuff to a supernatural form of normal. Now, I'm pretty much praying 
for the people that are of your body, but I'm also praying for those that you have invited to come in, that they will hear the divine invitation and they will respond and their lives will never be the same. And our lives won't be the same either because we don't like it as it is. So let's go for what it can be. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so I'm going to talk about some different things. And one of the things I'm really going to have to address, especially for Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship, but it may be something that's relevant for those of you that are from other congregations. We had the hard task, if you will, of having to say goodbye to one of our members who moved to heaven. And she was my co-host, um, Connie Jimenez. I called her Judge Connie. Amazing woman of prayer and study and teaching abilities and warmth and generosity. And you can go on and on and all the good stuff that you can say about people. We can find a whole lot of that stuff to be put on the list. I am so grateful to her family for their generosity in uh, allowing myself and our apostle, Dr. Baker, to be able to uh, visit her on Sunday. Just this past Sunday, she moved to heaven. I like to say it this way, she left the planet. Um, she moved to heaven on Monday afternoon, but we got that opportunity to spend those last moments with her. We didn't necessarily know that they would be the last moments, but um, they were what they were. So um, it's a beautiful thing. And this is something I want to say to the church family. A lot of times when somebody is about to depart and you're praying for them or you're trying to rebuke a sickness or a disease off of them, off of them, um, you will notice a spirit of death that lingers in the atmosphere. And I shake my head and say, no, no, no. You can smell it. You can see it. It has a stench to it. And you absolutely hate it. I don't feel helpless in the face of the spirit of death. I really pretty much just get upset about it in a spirit way, not even a flesh way. And we, we rebuke it so that it has to go. Because we, here's your first Bible lesson, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, where it talks about there's no more condemnation to those of us that are in Christ Jesus. And I'm not quoting the scripture properly. Let me tell you that. And don't forget, with me, you always want to look the scriptures up to make sure I'm talking about the right one. I'll be talking about a scripture and give you a totally wrong address. Do not trust me. <laughs> by way of just what I say, look it up. Be a Berean yeah. and search the scriptures to see if what I'm telling you is so. Because I, I, I'm telling you, I can have so many things going in my head that I've got one scripture I'm connecting to. And sometimes what happens is I don't finish the thought that I'm thinking. And so uh, the conversation will kind of come out abrupt or I, lose, I can lose track of something. I've learned the type of temperament that I have. If you pay attention to the kingdom, I mean the... Um, helpful temperament moments that Apostle Baker or Dr. Baker does every day. One of the things I know about my particular temperament is I've got to slow things down. I'm not really a slow person, but when I'm doing something that matters and it's something I need to focus on, I learn that if I don't slow it down, 
then I can lose the part that's relevant, okay? And so that's what happens when I have a lot of scriptures in my mind is I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'll say this, but I'm thinking because I've gone on to that before I finish the thought, all right? But I know I said Romans 8, so I'm going to look over here. You can look to Romans chapter 8, and let's just see something. And this is, we're talking pertaining to spirits of death and how come there is the authority of the believer that some believers don't know that they have. And so they wring their hands and they're sad and they feel helpless because somebody is dying and they don't know what to do. Now, there's so many factors in that. There's the choices of the individual. There are the things, but, but what I want you to hear, and hear this clearly, when you pray for someone to be healed, when you speak the words that God gave you to speak, what God does is complete his part sometimes and that sometimes has so many variations but i want to say to you that the word of god never fails and healing never fails and if you have prayed for someone and you say and they died and you feel that you failed that maybe you didn't have faith maybe this wasn't happening or that was happening don't try to make excuses i want you to understand that people all of us you yourself or let's just talk about you I could say, oh, the Lord has told us to pray, to release healing into your body or to speak the words or finance or something else. But we don't know what your thought processes are. We don't know how you think. We don't know words that you've said that you never bothered to clean up. You'd be surprised at how many people have prophesied their own death. That thing is going to kill me. This is, you know, I tell you what, I'm going to die an early death. This is this. And they say it over mm -hmm. and over and over. They have created strongholds in their own lives that if they don't cease and desist and then say, I want to render these words canceled by the blood of Jesus, I will have long life. See, God doesn't say, I'm going to shorten your life. He says, with long life, I will, I will bless you and fulfill you. God says in Romans 8, uh, 1, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now remember, we're talking that this word is always spirit word. It's spirit to spirit. It's not spirit to flesh or flesh to flesh. You cannot comprehend, and we're going to see that in the slides in just a little bit, you cannot really comprehend the word of God properly if you're trying to understand it with your natural intellect. Your natural mind was not designed in this dispensation where sin is in the earth. Your natural mind does not understand the things of God, except that there's a purification and you get it by the spirit. You understand? It's like, but I read with my natural mind, but you, or my natural eyes and so forth, sure. But you can also read the word of God with spirit eyes. You can read it as a spirit. And you can therefore let it come into your spirit. Do you understand what I mean? You are spirit. You are a spirit. You have, you function with all the faculties, mental faculties, mind, will, emotions, and, and all kinds of stuff. You live in a house, a physical house. It is called your body. Some of y'all have brown houses. Some of y'all have paler houses. Some of y'all have beige houses. I don't know what color your house is. Some of you have snow on the roof. Some of you don't. Some of you have, you know, you got what you got, all right? But your body, your physical body is not who you are. Please catch this. Your fit, what you see, the natural person, no matter how gorgeous we all are, 
This is not who we are. This is just what we look like at the moment. Who we are is on the inside. We are who God created us to be. That's why you should never, ever despise what you, uh, your, your physical body. Well, I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm to this. You know, and all the things people say about their size and their skin tone or their hair or their nose or their whatever, you know, all the different things they say. It's like, listen, have you ever driven down the street and seen a construction project on a house? Yep. Yeah? They're tearing down walls and they're painting something and they're changing the landscape. You ever see any of that in home improvements? Anybody? Yes. Yeah. Well, then you can improve the outside. So quit tripping. The inside, however, is what really brings forth the beauty that you have because you are spirit and you are meant to connect to God, to be united, one with him, and therefore to allow the beauty of his holiness, his purity, his goodness, his grace, his, his word, his will, his pleasure to, to emanate, to vibrate, to flow out of you. So you can always be a better you. And surprisingly, you don't have to call a 1-800 number or go to www.anything to get the improvements. You go to this word instead. This, this here contains all of your, uh, what do you call it? refurbishing, uh, the tear downs, the breakdowns, the, 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 the rid yourself of this and that and the other. It has everything that you need. And so here he says in verse two, for the law of the spirit of life, see, now, those that do not, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So that's level one, walk according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Messiah Yeshua, or Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, has set us free from the law of sin and death. So you see that there are spiritual laws that are in effect. And what he is saying is that there are law, there are small laws and there are greater laws. There is a natural law and then there is a supernatural law. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is a supernatural kingdom power that is greater to than the spirit, the law of the spirit of death. What I'm telling you is that life is greater than death. Well, what life am I talking about? We're talking about the life of God. Life is greater than death. Life is more powerful yes, than death. Yes. Most people think death is more powerful than life. And I know that you, you can get upset with me because you had to so-called bur uh, bury someone or they just died and this and that and the other. And so you're saying, how is it possible that life is more powerful than death when this one's gone, when our own church member is gone, you know, has moved, has left the planet? How can you say it? I have to say it because God says it. Because he says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. That means that she could choose or a person can choose the life of God and that's an eternal choice. It's not limited to this time. You can live on this earth for 120 years if you chose to, right? Uh, some of us, we were not going to make it because we're just not going to make it or we don't want to be here that long, whatever it happens to be. But, but you can. And here's the thing. You can live and, I mean, you can just breathe and be here, but that's not life. That's existence. 
Life is the activity of the Spirit of God that is going to continue in you throughout all eternity. Life is an eternal thing. It is not a 120-year thing. It's not a natural thing. There is a natural life. But this is a spirit law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is greater than the law of sin and death. And that's why we can exercise the authority over a spirit of death and tell it to go. Now, I said all this, not to get into what I'm talking about, but to tell you what was awesome about our sister Connie is that there was no stench of the spirit of death because the spirit of death was not there. When we went to see her and we spent that time with her, she was asleep. And in that sleep, now, the physical body, was asleep, but the spirit was not. That's right. Adam, when you are asleep, snoring, sawing, buzzing, whatever you do when you sleep, your spirit man is still awake. Almost like a toddler that you keep saying, lay down. <laughs> if you've ever tried to put a toddler down and you're busy and you look up and the kid's looking <laughs> all around, standing on top of the crib, you know, trying to see what, what's going on. And you say, would you lay down, please? And you go and you put that kid back, and they go, sure. But their little spirit just pops up again, and there they are, and they are looking to see what's going on, right? All right. Your spirit person doesn't go to sleep, doesn't have any need to. So we are wherever we are. Now, I'm talking the one that is alive to God. I'm talking about the one that is born from above. You are not any longer dead to the things of the Spirit of God. So you can hear from him. You can commune with him. You can, has, uh, let me stop, I'll interrupt myself. Have you ever awakened from sleep responding to a dream? Yes. Okay. Where you woke up and you answered something. You might have been, I remember, huh, um, I remember one time I dreamt about somebody that I wasn't overly fond of. And in the dream, it seemed like there was a, a, a relationship that was forming between me and this person. And when I woke up, I said, oh, no, I don't want to marry that person. <laughs> right. That will not happen. He had never asked me. <laughs> we had not had any conversations on that, that sort. And I'm sure that if he had heard me utter those words, he would say, well, I don't want to marry you either. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But I was in the spirit. There were all kinds of things happening. Have you ever awakened uh, from a sleep when you felt like you were fighting, you were struggling, and you, uh, I've heard many people say, and they were trying to call on the name of Jesus, but they could barely get it out. Have you ever experienced that? Because your spirit, I don't know what your spirit had done, but whatever was happening, you know, it kind of reminds me of a friend of mine when uh, we were hanging out in our we don't know Jesus and, 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 and don't think that we want to days. Uh -huh. And we were out and about in a neighborhood we had no business being in. And we were doing things that didn't run your business. And uh, he got locked out the car. He was walking down the street, looking about whatever he was looking for. And somebody let the dogs out. Now this is before that song, Who Let the Dogs Out, <laughs> came out. What I, wanted, what I know is that when they let the dogs out, uh, GA was on the run. 
Now he's running back to the car, but my car is locked. I'm sitting in it because you know you don't sit in those neighborhoods with the car open. Right. So I'm sitting there waiting, and he's, you know, knocking on the door. Just open the car, open the car, open the car, open the car. I mean, he's complete because these dogs, and I'm talking like the German Shepherds and the Dobermans oh, wow. and and whatever the hounds were out, and those dogs were the pro, they they were like we got the walk of this neighborhood. We're in charge. And they came running after him, and he's tapping on that door, tapping on that door, open the door, open the door. And I looked up and I saw him. I barely opened the door. I, I, to this day, I don't know how he did it, because he's a very big guy. But I opened that little door. I don't think I, I, I barely, you know how you just barely open the car door? He got in the back. I, I had a cheap car, so he didn't have, you know, you couldn't pull the lever up and move the back seat. You had to push it and push it to get it. I don't know how GA did it. But he got in that back seat and got that car door closed. It was a miracle. Yeah. And when I turned around and looked, there was the face of a dog looking at <laughs> me right, right at the mirror. You know, I mean, right in the window, just looking like, are you going to open the door again? And I'm thinking, no. <laughs> no. Okay. So there he was. Now, that was a reality. He was out there running around doing something. And the dogs came after him, and so he's going for shelter. Well, in your dreams, you may be fighting. You may be wandering someplace you have no business being, and you find yourself running. Like, oh, I got to get back. I got to get back. I got to get back. You know, where? get back to where? I don't know. I got to get back to my reality. I was in the wrong neighborhood today. And so you're fighting, and all this stuff is coming after you, and you're going, and finally, you're able to speak the name Jesus. And what happens when you do Instantly, that stuff is gone. As soon as you are able to speak his name, that other stuff stops. Have you ever, anybody ever experienced that? Yes, yes. Okay, so then what I'm telling you is that as soon as you spoke Jesus, you invoked the law of the spirit of life in him. And it pushed back the law of the spirit of death, okay, or the, um, what it says here. Okay, that the law of the spirit of life in Messiah Yeshua, Christ Jesus, has set you free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The law is weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of flesh, and sinful flesh, and concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And that's not the conversation we're going to have tonight, but what I'm saying is that when you speak his name, Jesus, when you speak his blood, Jesus, for the blood of Jesus, when you release the power of of the royal dominion power of heaven into a circumstance, then that by divine executive order, things start to happen for you in a spirit realm that will also float out into the, 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 the natural realm because you started from a supernatural place to bring about the supernatural royal power to settle things in the flesh place where you live. And we're going to look at some other scriptures that pertain to that. But are, is everybody connecting with what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, because it's really that important. And so when you see someone and you ever hear the Lord tell you, rebuke the spirit of death, he's telling you that when you release those words, you're releasing them from a position. You think it's coming just through your natural mouth. If it is, then your authority is questionable. Your authority is not from this earth. It's not from this realm. 
It is from the spirit realm of the kingdom of God. Okay, so when we speak this word, we speak it on the authority of the king and the kingdom that it represents. This Bible is no joke. This is not just a bunch of scriptures or a bunch of stories. It is not what people think it is. When you reduce it to your duty every day, I got to read a psalm and a proverb, and that's all you do. Or, you know, yeah, I got to read a verse, a scripture, or something. You don't understand this is, the Bible is a living word. This is a spirit conversation to your spirit. And it's meant to bring you into a, rea a supernatural reality of royalty. The dominion power of the kingdom of God wants to flow through us and to come into, to bring us into places where healing will supersede sickness, where wholeness and soundness will come and defeat um, poverty and, 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 and lack and, and all of these things because those are also spirit things. But as Apostle Baker has been teaching on uh, talking about frequencies and so forth, uh, death or sickness or poverty, which seems to be very prevalent in circumstances, actually operates at a low frequency. It is not the strongest power in the earth because of what Jesus has done. Because of what God has said. Now you and I see it and we get all caught up. And so most individuals that you listen to when they're talking, they're talking about evil. They're talking about the negative. They're talking about what the doctor or the, or the this one or that one. They're talking about what somebody other than God has said. If you are born from above, you're having the wrong conversation. Your conversation is to be kingdom. What the king has said, spoken, decreed, because that is what you are authorized to speak. You're actually not authorized to speak what the world says. I don't know if you knew this. Some people are like, what? <laughs> you're not authorized by the kingdom of God to lie. Can I just get into your juice right now and just change your flavor? <laughs> Miss, oh yeah, okay, Miss Flavor. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> You're not authorized to lie. You're not authorized by the kingdom of God to promote fear. Uh oh. The kingdom of God does not sanction your gossip. Hey, hey, hey. It doesn't. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine yesterday, and I, I took a moment to share with him some of the things that I've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks. And I was telling him about a battle that I had, of some things that were going on, and, and what I, I sensed that the Lord wanted me to make some changes. And I was telling him the reason that I had hesitated, it had to do with fear. And he said, so tell me about it. So I'm telling him this, and oh, and you know, and I'm making this up now. Well, you know, because 
first of all, they said this, and then it would be that I would have to do this, and I wouldn't know how to do this, and, and I just felt that I wasn't really qualified for this, and, and so forth. My friend, who is Southern, sometimes you just gotta have West Texas. <laughs> and so what John said to me, he said, I'm still waiting for you to tell me what the problem is. <laughs> Now, nah, what the problem is? Now, I've been going on for five minutes, and, and then they said this, and then I looked in the mirror, and it said this. I looked at my bank account, and it said this, and I looked at my shoes, and they said that, and I looked at my car. I'm making this up, but you get the, the gist of, of yeah. how. And so I'm going on and on, and, and so I won't be able to do this and this. And he said, yeah, so what, what's the problem? Because you started with what God said. And now, he said, you're coming through all this. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, bottom line, here's what the man said. He said, you got a revelation that's not from God. You got that revelation all by yourself, because God didn't say it. Boop, boop, boop. I told him, I said, you know, I don't know what size shoe you wear. He owns a construction, a series of construction kind of things and, and so forth. And I said, um, you know, I don't know what size shoe you wear. But I did see a big boot, a work boot, just crush a roach. <laughs> so, evidently, I have no problems, and um, we shall move on from this. But he's one of my best friends, and I told him, I said, you know, it's really great to have a friend that will speak to me like I speak to others. And I know others are going, hallelujah, thank you, yeah. Jesus. It's so good. You know, she finally got some, she got a taste right. of it for herself. I go for that because that keeps you in alignment with God. And it's like, well then why would oh, I waste good. another moment imagining scenarios that shall never happen based upon what God has said. I am not authorized by the kingdom to visually or bring into existence the things that fear promote. Well, you know, this happened to me in the past. I'm not actually authorized to resurrect dead things. Demonic things. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Well, I was raped, and I actually was um, a couple of times, actually, but I don't have, I don't carry the burden of that thing. I'm going to allow, no insult intended, about a six minute occurrence <laughs> ruin my whole life, really? Something that happened well over 20 something years or 30 or however many, that's as far as I'm going, years ago, that I got healed from but I'm going to allow what happened to me to stay. Well, I guess I'm gonna to have to share something with y'all. This is a different conversation. I don't even think I have the right journal. I don't, but I can tell you anyway. Um, the, the Father is really talking to me and I'm, that's why I'm sharing with all of us. You've got to get rid of fear. You've got to. You cannot, uh, those of you that, that wear, are living in areas where you have to cover your face and all this other stuff, I look in the eyes of people sometimes and it's so sad because they're afraid. Well, if you're afraid, that mask is not gonna do you any good because the fear is stronger 
Do you see what I'm saying? Than any so-called repellent. That fear, it creates a stench that is an attraction to evil. Are you with me? Yes. You draw things to yourself that you don't want because you're operating ebbing at that low frequency that brings about more of the same. You know, they, uh, uh, I have, uh, the neighborhood I live in, there's a, we have a street cat that he, I think my next door, mm -hmm, I think my next door neighbor actually owns, kind of has him, but the cat goes where he wants. And at first people would get upset until they realized we have a very low mouse problem. Now that cat is jacked up. His ear is, I mean, I've prayed for that cat a few times when he's like battle worn. So. Walking down the street, man, he's limping on one side. It's like, I don't know what kind, what you got in the fight. I've heard them fight. They broke my fence. These cats were fighting so tough. We came out the next day and the fence had a, was like, I don't know. I mean, you would have thought there was a whole gang of people that were in there, you know, going after the gate. It, it, they, thank God that the owners replaced the gate because that gate was torn up. But that cat looks so battle-worn. I'm telling, I mean, he, he it's like, do you need stitches, a, a, a crutch or a cast? What is going, band-aid, something? Because that cat looked like he, he, he looked like he's been in a fight. And he, you, you know, you drive up to your driveway and he's sitting, my driveway, the cats seem to like my house. And I'll drive up and they'll sit there and they'll look at me. I dominate. And I'll look at them too and I'll say, I'm here now, you can go. So they'll get up and they kind of just stroll, still looking at you. All right, I'll check you later, right? And off they go. It's like, well, actually, I'm going to go in your backyard. And they'll come over the fence and off they go. But I noticed that the street cat has a few buddies. And I came home just a couple of weeks ago. And there he is, lead the pack. There's like five cats walking down, I mean, walking down the street, not running when your car comes. They're like, this is the, we, this is the walk. That's a stroll. And we got this. <laughs> and nobody in the neighborhood, they're not vicious cats. They're, they're not whatever they are because we don't have a rodent problem on our street. <laughs> because these cats say, we, we, this, is, this is our job. We take care of it. But what's my point? They gather together in a pack and they move about acting as though they have the authority. Well, you may have cat authority, but you don't have authority over my house. You don't have spirit authority. This is how the devil does. He and these little demons, hordes of demons, fear. They're looking, seeking. Just little cats or big lion, supposedly as a lion, looking for what they can devour. And if you attract rodents, you attract fear. You, the fear you walk in attracts these type of things. Then these cats are looking for you. That's about as simple as I can put it, okay? But you see this fear. And so you have to release perfect love. You have to when you're there, when they're getting mad at you, when they're judging you. You're not wearing a mask. Your mask is two inches beneath your nostrils or whatever it is that they're saying. Or they're wanting to come and fix it for you and stuff like that. It's like, please don't make me slap you, you know, kind of things of that sort. But when this is going on, it is motivated by fear and a desire to control. Fear wants to control. And so we are not subject to the law of sin and death. And if we act as they do, then we have no power. 
If you retaliate, oh, I'm gonna tell you something, you little raggedy such and such, you have just given away. You're not, you're using words and you're operating at a level you are no longer authorized to exercise. Not if you're gonna represent the kingdom of God. We're never authorized in the kingdom of God to operate in, from Satan's domain. Okay, this is a totally different direction from where I, I thought I was gonna go, but Okay, you, you got this? Yeah. You got this? So it's like, I don't care what, whatever it is that you choose to do, do not allow fear to be your motivation. Faith doesn't operate there. Let's go to the next. I'm going to do the, uh, the advertisements, and then we'll go on. So these are the three books that were recommended by Apostle Baker back in December 20. I have some new ones coming up in just about another month or so. Um, the book that's called It's Supposed to Kill You, which was written by Apostle Dorothy J. Lee. Um, the book The Alpha and Omega, which is written by Apostle Calvin Cook, who is local here in San Jose, and the book Kingdom 101, which is written by myself. And so these are three books that are, a lot of what I'm saying, you can extract certain aspects of, of behavior, how to walk in the authority, how to start to release the kingdom, letting, the, you release the kingdom of God by first of all letting it change you, letting the kingdom of God have dominion in you, royal power in you, executive power in you, that things that God says taking precedent. See, I've noticed a place in myself where I have to, I have to clean up my act because I went in the wrong direction. The Lord told me that he said, one of the things he told me was that he wanted me to put aside all distractions and truly put my energy to work in pursuit of fellowship with him. Because see, fellowship with God is the key to kingdom authority. It's not how many scriptures you read. It's not how, how, how strongly you pray in the spirit or pray in tongues or do this and that and the other. It's not how many people get healed because you pray for them or you lay hands on them. It's none of those things. All of those are exercises of the forces of the kingdom of God. But the true source of our power is our fellowship with the king himself, with the, with, with the Lord Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. That's where, with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. That's the source of our power because he is the only one that knows how to exercise dominion power of his kingdom and do it righteously and well so that the demonic is destroyed and the people are made free. We are not authorized to hate anybody on the planet. We're not authorized to dislike, or, or, or not dislike, uh, we're not authorized to promote hatred or to walk in unforgiveness or judgments and criticism. Anybody watching that's thinking of all the super Christians that you know, and how they do everything exactly different from opposite of what I'm saying, I know that. But many times it's because they're walking in ignorance and you deciding that you're gonna talk about them, you're not doing yourself any good either, okay? So you see what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's a thing of saying, the Lord says, I want the fellowship because out of the intimacy comes the power, okay? Out of the intimacy, comes the power, the release of power. You know why? Because the intimacy with God gives you confidence to believe him, even in the face of, of, of difficult things. 
And so one of the things that he said to me, and I, I have it in another, my other journal, which I don't know where it is at the moment, but the other thing that he said to me, he said, you want to know, because I've had this relationship fear, really had this relationship fear. And I thought it was from a, 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 a movie that I saw about 15, 20 years ago. And the Lord said, no, it was longer ago than that. When I was growing up, my grandmother loved to watch late night movies. This tiny little Southern woman. My grandmother got a good, now we watched, I'm not even gonna tell you, but uh, that would be dating myself. But she liked to watch the black and white movies, okay? And one of the, there was a channel that they had in the Bay Area uh, at the time, probably still have something of the sort, but it was one of those that played all of those movies from the 60s and the 50s, you know, the, 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 classic. the, the, the classic horror flicks and stuff. So um, whether it was the Frankensteins and the Draculas and, 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 and all of that kind of stuff, it played all of that. It's like the cable channels when they started, when they first started with cable, I guess that's all they could find. But, um, but one of the movies that she liked to watch was called The Blob. Now look at all y'all. So some people, the blob, whatever could that be? Well, you know what? Go imdb.com or something like that and look it up and look up the blob. I think they've even done a remake. What it looked like was a big, loose jello, a jelly, just a big, okay, a jelly ball rolling, okay? And it was, it, the people in those movies, in those days, they come running out the theater because, ah, ah, because this big blob of jello is after them, right? Well, I'm watching this movie, as, but I'm a child. And I'm sitting there watching this movie. And I see that thing. And I never said a word, you know, because you're sitting there huddled up under your grandmother's arm, and you're watching, and she's just, just loving it, right? She had an interesting side to her. Okay, and, um, and I'm just watching it. Well, guess what happened to me? I was fear, I began, I didn't know it, but that was the door that opened to fear of suffocation. Anxiety, and ultimately asthmatic breathing. Because I felt like my breath was being caught. This is what led to, oh, don't leave me locked up in these places. You know, they say you gotta do, uh, I've had surgeries and things where they had to put you in one of those things, that little tunnel. And you're all closed up, and they can't. You can't get they, like they're putting you in the oven. And uh, and somebody asked me, "How are you able to get through it?" I said, "Cause I leave." Uh huh. The MRI. I go into the spirit realm. I can't deal with it personally uh, because it would bring that fear. They're going to shut me up in here, and I'm going to not be able to breathe. Okay, I read things about people being kidnapped and held in, in underground and, you know, it, uh, being kept buried alive and stuff. And I, <sighs> all this kind of stuff, this anxiety, it was fear. And it really started with the blob, the entrance of it. So the Spirit of the Lord let me know. Now that you know, you can appropriate the blood and you can start to speak this thing. And sometimes for some of us, it's instant. In my case, it's been a process of sorts. But I mean, I'm telling you, a lot of that fear, it was even flying. I was afraid of bridges, bridges. Mm -hmm. Because 
because I saw a newspaper, old newspaper clipping of a bridge that collapsed in a city. And of course, then we had Loma Prieta. And car, and you know, it's one thing to watch a movie and watch the car go off the side. Yeah. It's another thing entirely when you meet people that said their car was the last one to stop and they ran out in terror. And I'm going, oh, oh, because I don't swim. Mm -hmm. Why? Suffocation. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. But that's been the fear. Plus, when I was a kid, somebody tried to, they thought they were being funny, and they held my head underwater. Oh, oh no good. She <laughs> 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 said, oh, no good. <laughs> that wasn't good, I agree. But I forgive them, whoever, I don't even know who the people were, but it happened, okay? So what he's telling me is that many of the health issues I had were connected to something that I didn't have asthma as a child. But the more I grew in fear, the more constricted my breathing became. Okay, all kinds of stuff. Now the other thing he said, he said, now I've had this relationship thing, you know. You, you, you think you're gonna get involved with somebody and then they turn into something else, they turn on you. He said, yeah, because you watched I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Oh my God. Where the beautiful Michael Landon was a really great looking guy, but when the moon was full, he turned into Wolfie. And so what was I thinking? I'm going to be involved with a man that's going to turn into a, a, a creature, a beast. And in my head, it did kind of happen. But <laughs> they didn't physically, well, you know, their eyes did. But, you know, what happened? The fear, the fear led the flesh. I walked in the spirit, but it was the wrong spirit. The Bible says walk in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if you if that's, but he's talking about walking in the spirit of God. Now, if you don't walk in the spirit of the word, if you don't walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and you're walking instead in the law of sin and death, then you're looking at Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula, and everybody else. The she-devils, I don't know what you're looking for, but it all will show up. And you yourself can turn into some of that because you're listening to the wrong voice. Well, whoever you are that was calling for this, I pray to God that you do something with it. Okay. The other thing, let's keep going with our commercial because I kept interrupting. I'm just having myself a time. That if you have any other questions, I'm told my email address doesn't work on my website. i got to fix it. But that's my website, www.dominionunlimited.org, and that's where you can find things about my book. Otherwise, all these other books, all three of them, you can get them on um, Amazon.com. All right. Now, um, <laughs> do I have any questions, or is this helping y'all? Yeah, it is. You never really think about this that. Was, though, no, you did. Do I have any comments? Anything anybody want to say? Y'all in here? Well, I'm talking to the people that are in here. There's a man in the third row, or second row. He's got something to say. And by the way, let me just tell Frederick, uh, this is green and chai tea with coconut milk. And isn't this a beautiful cup? I posted these on Facebook. Because I'm like, this is my teacup, and the other one is at home, and I just thank the two beautiful women that are here for this. Yeah, it does. I got butts of flies. Okay, go ahead, sir. No, you didn't. Thank you. You're not authorized to forget. You're not authorized to forget. 
Okay. So I was, I was thinking, you were talking about earlier, who were you talking about? You were talking, you were talking about the, um, yeah, yeah, I know. But that was what I wanted to comment on. The part about the uh, being not authorized, you're not authorized to be a, in spirit. This, I, I had met this guy at work, and he was telling me about, you know, he can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in testament what what I what I learned, you know, and what happened with me, I, I shared it with him. Because I used to have nightmares and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'd wake up, you know, in the sweat. And uh, I learned to call on the name of Jesus after it happened to me, you know. You start calling Jesus' name, you're, and it dissipates, it's relieved. It, it, it can't stay in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. It has to go. Mm -hmm. So I shared this with the, with the guy, the friend I used to working with. And uh, he came to me after a couple of weeks. He said, you know, it works. I said, I told you, I had to do it. Yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. He said, well, thank you. I, I thank you. And so uh, I just wanted to share that part, how it, it, God is not the respect of person, even the people. Because I don't think he's a believer. I actually don't believe he's a believer. But he, he knows how to call on the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's a good start. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Anything else? Anybody? When you were talking about um, about about the name of Jesus, I, I just I remember I called you. Uh, uh, it was uh, one time when uh, I was parked and I, I I heard look this way and and my son was going somewhere and. I heard, I heard, I heard, park this way and look over there. And so when I did that, all of a sudden this guy jumped out from nowhere uh, with a bat. And I just remember just putting my car in park and, and, and I heard, what are you going to fight with? And so the word came to me, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, right? But all of a sudden was the was the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and actually disarmed this guy. He went, ah! I had called you. Mm -hmm. I, I called you when that transpired mm -hmm. because it was like something rose up on the inside of me. But when the name of Jesus, when the blood of Jesus uh, was spoken, it disarmed that that man. He had to, he couldn't even swing the bat, and he and he says ah, and he couldn't do anything. I just remember after that, when I got in the car, my legs turned into rubber bats. <laughs> but I, I said like wow, <laughs> you know, that was the power and what you were. That is the power. Of what you were saying. And again, it is an activation of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Spirit laws, okay. There, is, there, there are these realms. There is the earth realm, the natural, what we call the flesh realm, or the carnal realm. And what we're talking about is everything that is connected to the earth. Everything, um, the bodies, you know, that there's, it's water and dirt and so forth, what these physical bodies are comprised of. But you're more than dirt. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That the Spirit of the Lord is saying, no, the value that I put on you, God didn't make you in his image and after his likeness according to the dust of the ground. He formed the body from the dust of the ground, from the elements of the earth. But then what he did when he put his spirit, spirit in us, he said, the spirit that's in you that makes you man, and man is spe mankind is a species, okay? 
Um, it's a species. It's not gender in that sense. It's a species. And he said that this, because you have that image, my image, and after my likeness, I have authority over the dust of the ground. I, I formed the body that you live in from the dust. It, your houses are formed. Our house, every place we live, or drive, or whatever, is formed from something that's natural material to the earth, right? Okay. So what did he say? But you have authority over it. Now, you may have a car that you feel has authority over you because it don't work the way you want it to, and it always needs something. But the truth of the matter is you can speak to the vehicle and tell it, no, I'm not subject to you. I hold the keys to you. You don't hold the keys to me. You better use that, all right? You see, because we were created to have dominion power over the things of the earth, including our physical bodies. But we were not to use natural authority over the physical body. We were to use the spirit, the, I'll put it this way, the occupant's power. The one that occupies the ground. We have the authority over the ground. Remember the part of the thing when, he, when, when they say he cursed Adam, but this is the curse that came upon them. When the Bible says that he said, the ground shall be cursed. In other words, now what you had authority over, you're going to have to work to get it to work for you. But originally, that's not the way it was because the who you, the true you was meant to rule over the house that you live in. How many of y'all live in a house that the house tells you what to do? Mm -mm. The house talks to you. If the house talks to you, you better call the devil out. Okay? Anybody live in a place where, you know, your bedroom, your bedroom says, I'm busy. I don't have time for you right now. You go in your kitchen and it says, we are closed. Right? You ever try to insert your key and you hear the house itself, no, I'm not letting you in today because you have left me messy. No, because you hold the key. And the key is, the, is symbolic of your authority. Your spirit person is meant to have dominion. And the first place that we exercise it is in the flesh. Now, see, I, um, those of you watching us on Facebook, uh, before we came over here, we were doing Periscope. And one of the things that I had said is that I can sense that the Lord has challenged me to finish what he started. The good work, the scripture says, the good work he began in you, he wants to bring it to completion. So I have a physical body goal, some things that he told me to do, and I'm not that far from it. But over the last few weeks, this is what happened. I went in the wrong direction. So I've chubbed up instead of slimmed down. And that has to stop. And so what happened? Emotions. Go to the ninth, uh, the ninth uh, slide, because this is what happened. And th this is how much of the, what I share comes from um, my own expressions of stupidity. Okay, when I blow it, or I came to, I've come to a place. I, 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 let me just explain something to you. Wherever you are in the place of, in the form of overcoming, you're learning to overcome. You're, you're learning to do what the scripture says that lay aside, Hebrews chapter 12, I believe it is, lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. 
You are born to have dominion over the things that you think have dominion over you. So whatever the substance abuse, whatever the addiction, whatever it is, the, the, if you are born from above, the spirit of God on the inside is in you to help you to overcome. This is what resurrection power is about. This is what the voice of the blood of Jesus is saying. No, because this is what 1 John 4, 4, and I know I know that one. 1 John 4, 4, that you are of God, little children, and the greater one is in you. And greater is he that is in you, spirit inside of you, than the spirit that is in the world. You see? The spirit that is in the world, the spirit of the world, the carnal, the earth, earthly, sensual, devilish, the, which is, again, Romans 8, 2, the law of the spirit of, of, of sin and death, that the, there's a higher frequency, a stronger presence that doesn't bow. The spirit of life is greater than the spirit of death and does not bow to it. But the natural man will bow. Okay, I, I've told the story about me getting a splinter. You'd think I was three years old. And I'm well over three years old. But to this day, if I get a splinter and my mother has to take it out, you will see me, uh, you think, well, now I know what you were like when you were talking. <laughs> I've done it, I've done it here. And people looked at me later like, I never saw that side to you. It wasn't, I don't think they were impressed with me <laughs> Because I will wail like a baby. Well, I don't like pain in my fingers. I'm very sensitive, right? So all of these type of things would happen. So here it is. I'm allowing, here's what he says. Our carnal emotions cannot be trusted to handle faith. And I got into some things that have been painful for me. You see, because you say, I am going to overcome. And you, that re uh, reverberates in the spirit realm. I'm going to win this. We're going to take this, all right? So what does your opposition do? Go, oh, I'm, I'm so scared. Mm -hmm. You've never won it before. Mm -hmm. All we got to do is trip you up with the usual. You ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's exactly how it works in the spirit realm. The demons say, you've never won this before. You've never used <clears throat> spirit power. You've right. always used willpower which turns into, I won't. Oh, that's good. Right? I will do this. I will do this. Oh, it's too early. I will do this. I, well, that's too stringent. <laughs> I will do this. No, you know what? That's just extreme. Right. Yeah? We're going to fast for how long? Because 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, a 10-minute fast is just too much. <laughs> well, you weren't even going to eat. Why don't you fast the hours that you weren't really planning to eat? Well, I might want something. <laughs> All of the sudden. I guarantee you. If you say, we're going to start this fast at noon, 12 on 1, the rest of my hamburgers, I feel like I'm wasted away. Oh, oh, this is so hard. You've been on this fast for 37 seconds. <laughs> That's so true. But it's the thought that I can't have anything. You didn't go on a fast. You put yourself in depriva deprivation mode, and you started thinking about you can't have this, and you can't do this, and you went so legalistic that you failed before you started because you went into it from a natural understanding. Emotions. If you're going to walk by faith, the Bible says what? 
for we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, faith and sight are, in this case, he's talking, we walk from this realm, spirit realm, not natural realm. Because if I can't see it, I don't believe it. Well, why don't you, but faith, faith is seeing. Faith is not blind. Faith is seeing beyond what is seen. It's using a different set of eyes. It's using a different set of eyes. It's using spirit eyes to see spirit words to receive a spirit thing that will then come into this earth realm. And people go, well, how'd you get that? By faith? Well, I'm going to use faith too. How you do that, right? Haven't you ever experienced any of that? You hear somebody, oh, I'm so excited. God just paid this off, and God paid this off, and he did this, and you sit in there, well, aren't you the lucky little sucker? <laughs> Nobody needs you coming in here with that testimony. Oh, the Lord did this, and the Lord did that. Well, if the Lord doing stuff, why don't the Lord do something for me? Oh, but nobody here has ever done that. Oh, yeah. Quit lying. Yeah, because remember, you're not know, authorized to lie. Okay? <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm saying? Yeah. No, instead, it's like, seriously, no, what did you do? Well, I, you know what I did? What? I stopped doing what I always did to take on something I've never done. I stopped doing the things that helped me to stay dormant, to stay stagnant, to stay the way I am, the, the way I understood I should do it, and started doing it the way he told me to do it. And I personally went into an emotional thing. There's just a whole lot of stuff. And the stuff itself is not relevant in the sense that it still should not have the power to stop me. But I've never been here before. Where? The place where I'm going to the finish in this particular area. I've struggled, I, I've been on, you know, the truth is, and this is why I stopped going on diets. I've been on a diet for so many years, I should be like nothing. <laughs> diets worked for crying out loud. You've been on a diet for 27 years. And you ain't lost 10 pounds yet? <laughs> That's not my testimony, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, How many? Yes, yes. Show of hands, not really. Don't raise your hand. Anybody ever been on a diet for more than a year? Right? People are there laughing, but it's true. Your annual diet. Your annual diet that lasts just long enough for whatever it is, right? Your temporary change. Well, you can't change temporarily. That's a flesh thing. Spirit doesn't, well, Lord, I'll believe you today, but tomorrow I'm going back to the hood. It doesn't work that way. You know, I, I'm going to do the right, I'm going to hang out with the righteous, and then I'm going back to the scalawags where I belong. But that's how we approach. That's why you cannot approach the supernatural from a natural point of view. It's time to switch it. Okay, um, so our natural emotions cannot be trusted to handle faith. They have to be purified by the Spirit, by these words. This is where he, uh, Romans 12, I think it is 12, 1, where it talks about renewing your mind. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Purification, a renewing. He doesn't mean renew the old thoughts, but he means a release. This is the power of repentance. I think differently. I think the way God thinks, that's as different as it gets. That, gives, that puts me in a higher life, that puts, puts me in the place of true living, 
and I will cease to just exist and go through the motions of stuff, okay? Because we struggle because we stay in the flesh. You don't struggle in the spirit when you're coming from your seat in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus and you're releasing the power of his word. But you do have an issue when you, like, I don't know about you, but if I were to get on a Ferris wheel and the thing rotates up to the very top, that is not the time to unfasten your seatbelt, push up the thing, and step out. Is it? to say, you know, I really got to go to the bathroom. I just got to get out of here. You don't do that because you're going to crash, right? Okay. So why is it that we do what Galatians 3.3 tells us not to do? Having begun, we're so foolish. Having begun in the spirit, we think we're going to be made perfect in the flesh. We get to that high point and we release the word of God into the earth. And then we say, okay, Jesus, I got it. See you later. Unbuckle the thing, step out of him and run him back to the earth. I've done it, okay? This is, and it can become subtle because you have to be vigilant. But, now here's where the failing comes. Trying to stay vigilant over a spirit thing from a flesh perspective. Everything has to be spirit. Are you with me? I have tried to, what do you say, patrol, and I didn't realize it. You're trying to patrol what you're doing. You start to notice it and say, you're going to fix it. You're going to help it. Why didn't you just keep doing what you were doing? You can do that. Because you think, you know why? I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not going to try that. I was just asking, you know why? Write in and tell us. Because the, the best I can come up with is because we become foolish and have become the spirit. We've been made, we think we can be made perfect in the flesh. Because you're more used to living in the flesh and from an earth perspective than you are from a supernatural. You get into these arguments with people about what has passed away and what is it, what's this and what's this. Why don't you just simplify it and say, the Bible gives me royal power. That's what dominion is, royal power. I simply say what he said, and he does what he said. We think, I've spoken the word, now i got to make it happen. On your best day, it will become your worst day. Because you will not succeed. It's like, the Lord has said he's going to give me blah, blah amounts of money. Okay, oh, hallelujah, I received that. You know, the Lord said he's going to give me some money. Do you have any of it? Because I'm just trying to collect the offerings. You know, you may be holding, are you holding some of my money? Because you know, the Lord said he was going to give it to me. Well, he didn't say he was going to give it to you through me. <laughs> Zero money. You know, you say, I have no money for you. Until the Lord, this is when people get very, very good about talking about the Lord. Well, I thought that the Lord said to ask you, he said, well, the Lord hasn't spoken to me, and until he do, I don't do anything. <laughs> now you become obedient, you see, or something. 
been in those conversations. I've been on both sides of those conversations. Like, I didn't hear it from God, and I'm not going to hear it from you. Okay, because I don't like your attitude and I don't like the, 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 the shine in your eyes as you're coming from me. You look like somebody going after the last piece of chicken. So, you know, we're not going to do it that way. All right. So, the last piece of chicken. In this house, when we're having a party, okay, you've ever come here when we're eating, we put on a feed and these people do not play. There is no, we love you and we are family. Therefore, there is, you, you didn't eat it, you should have piled up your plate. It was seconds and we swore. That's the way it has been here. But we do it with much love. We have fun. Much love, okay. All right, I'm about to uh, end this, but um, I guess the main point I'm making tonight, and if I have any questions online, um, y'all, you can uh, text Crystal or Leslie and let us know, or write the comments in there and they'll let us know. But your natural emotions can't be trusted. I'm gonna go to a couple more of these. It says they have to be purified by the Spirit, and the precious blood of Jesus testifies of that which is written. And because he says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And that's what I'm saying. Okay, wait. Your body is starting to slam and jam. You know, I went to the gym one day, and I start, I thought I was going to start back this week, but it didn't work out schedule-wise and whatever. But I'm going back three days a week. And that the first day that I went in there, and the first thing I had just shared with you all, I think, about how I run because I really don't, I kind of bunny hop. And the first thing they said when I got in there that morning, all right, and she put on a headset. And they turned on the music and said, let's do the run. Run, really? Oh yeah, okay. So I started my little bunny hop. We had to go around like four times. I kept getting stopped because people I used to work out with a couple of, a year or so ago, where everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And we ran, and we, you know, we ran around. Then we stopped, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to do the burpees, or we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and all these different things. But you know what I noticed? Now, I haven't done this in over a year, but I wasn't winded. And I could do it, because at the end of the thing, I'm like, okay, we're holding the planks, good, we're doing the this, and we're doing that. You don't need to go, I don't need to go through all that. But I really love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, when I can get the eating and this together, if I could have just gotten those two, you know, so what happened? You start thinking about what you can do Naturally. to make it better. Mm. And immediately, the spirit thing is backed out of the way. You have stood and put yourself in a place where you feel that you are now in charge. Can you see what I'm saying? Yes. That's exactly That's what happened to me. So now I'll be very humble. You know, you, you're humble and you just simply do what he says to do. Because Jesus made it very plain, the Father in me, he does the work. This is the same thing with whatever it is that you're going through in life, your relationships, and you think you met the one, and whatever, you know, your, your things are. If you met the one, then let God bring it together. Let God bring it together. It's not all about all the things we think it's about. We get our courtship from the past, and it doesn't bring about a kingdom manifestation. The way you knew how to get a whatever is not the way you want. You don't want it. You, you, you don't have those things anymore. 
So why use the old way to get and claim that you want something new? Why not do it the way God says? Sit down. Okay? I, I did research on a book, and I signed up. I had to, uh, I was writing about uh, this character and how she was trying to meet her so-called Mr. Right. And so, you know, she had to sign up for, she signed up for an online thing. Well, I personally, that brings me, <laughs> I, I get in my head, stranger danger. <laughs> so, <laughs> not something. And I also think to myself, Sounds too much like I'm shopping. I'm not ever going to shop for a man. You got Nor will I ever allow myself to be put on the market. You got that? So, but I used to chase them. <laughs> I did. I did. But I, 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 went, I had to go online. I felt horrible. I was scared of it. I was uncomfortable. They're like, well, you have to put your picture up there. I don't want to put my picture up there. Well, you have to put your picture up there. All right, so you put you, you take the picture, and you're looking at the picture, and then you put the picture up there, and then some of them really, now I want to meet they you. And then they're saying, yeah, and it's, it's just horrible. I hate it. And, you know, there's certain websites I'm on now where the trolls are out, you know, and they're, hello, beautiful, how you doing? It's good. It's like, you know, I, I, I just stop. 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 Right? That's not the way our Father does it. And so it's like, no, I'm not out here for that. I'm here taking care of business, and you ain't, you're not a part of my business. You got that? But I had to do this. And the experience that my character had, I lasted like three days. Three days. And I said, I can't. I'm finished. I, I learned everything I want to know. And I... I learned to do research, to talk to people that have actually done it. Because even now here, wait a minute. One of my coworkers, a good Christian girl going to a really good church, blah, 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 blah. She said, well, you got to lie. <laughs> I said, what? Oh, no, don't tell them the real things about you. Tell them this and that. Yeah. So you make up a person with your face on it. I said, you lie? She said, yeah. And then, and, but you come to, to work every day with horror stories about who you met. Why? Because you started in the flesh. And you're going to reap from that. You see what I'm saying? So at any rate, you're going to do it the way he wants you to do it, the way he, because he has a plan. And everything is already set in place. If you, I, we, as we walk in obedience, walk in the spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, everything that you're waiting for will find you because your signal will be clear instead of distorted. You got it? Yeah. So uh, I didn't get to what I wanted to, but we're going to get through these slides. Um, <laughs> we are going to get through these slides, but I guess today is not the day. So I do want to release a prayer over you, so I am going to stop. If you have questions, you can go to our website, www.astoundinglove.org, 
and you can write them. Um, you can actually, it says contact us at Astounding Love. That's our email. If you don't want to go to the website, you can contact us at astoundinglove.org. And you can write your questions. Keep them clean. If you're frustrated, if you have a prayer request, then write the prayer request. Or post it on the page underneath this because we do have a team of people that I'm sure have probably written at least 30 postings while we've been talking that will also let us know or will respond to you because we do want your prayer request. If you have had somebody that died recently and you feel that this grief thing is trying to get hold of you, we will exercise dominion power to break off that spirit of grief. If you are going through things where you are hurt or you're feeling whatever, and I'm not gonna say feeling lonely, but because uh, that's not the, the message we're saying, but where you have need of someone in the kingdom to connect you, to the ways of God, to release the power of his word in your life. We want to pray for you. And I am blessed to be in a church of praying people. There's not a person in this congregation, to be honest, that I wouldn't trust to pray for me because I've heard these people pray. And they, we as a house, this is part of what we do. If you have a need uh, of some kind, God is the answer. Even if it's a natural thing that you need to have come your way, God is still the source. We want to start with him because you know what? When God blesses you, you don't feel dirty and you don't feel like you owe somebody. You see, he doesn't have a, a, a uh, what do you call it? He doesn't give you like, okay, I'm going to do this for you, but you're going to have to do this for me. That's not the way he operates. He is so amazing. And you... Jesus is the only one that I know, the, the, the Spirit of God, that you can give yourself to. You can give yourself to him wholly and completely, and you will not feel used up, and you won't feel dirty or discarded. Now, the world may have thrown you away. There may be people, places, or things that thought you were really uh, hot tamale last week, but now you're cold, and um, they're not interested in warming you up again. But God, God has a fire that burns continually, and he'll burn out all of the hurt and all of the pain. So let us pray for you. And we do, in the name of Jesus, release the love, the perfect love of God, into the areas for anybody that is going through torment of the past. You were walking in purity, and you allowed yourself to be stained. Then we release the power of the forgiveness of Jesus and his blood to cleanse you from every act of unrighteousness. Somebody has betrayed you. You feel like you have been cheated or you've been used. Well, we say that your value is not in what people supposedly took from you because our God is a God of more than enough. They can never take everything from you because God has things stored up for you that no one will ever be able to touch. We say that if, you're, if your child has been violated or you yourself are still locked in the memories of the past, that we release the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus and the voice of his blood that says that you are forgiven, that you yourself, what somebody else did to you, God does not hold you accountable for. He says, I will wash you. I will cleanse you. I will make you whole. There are stories in the word of God about young women that were raped, that were violated, that, that, had, that were stained with that shame. But there is a blood that is greater 
than the stain of the past. And I'm here to tell you, it is available to you. I am a witness myself of what the blood of Jesus can do. And even the stories I've been telling you tonight about the fears and the things that I've walked in, I am allowing that same blood to have access, not only to the things that happened to me, but the things that I have done in reaction to the things that, that were, so that I still connect it. I still do this because of what happened to me. But the blood of Jesus severs you from that thing so that I am no longer identified or tied to it. And we're saying that there is a release for you so that the soul ties, so that the connection that you have always had with the sins that were committed against you, that we break the power of that and we sever you from that now in the name of Jesus. And we say that you are free from the past, free from the judgments, free from the criticisms that have been in your own own mind. We wash your mind in the blood of Jesus. We release the cleansing, the healing, and the perfect love of God. We don't do it from a natural place, but from the supernatural seat that we are in. This is what we are authorized to do in the kingdom, is to extend the power of the kingdom, the deliverance of the kingdom, the cleansing power of the kingdom, and the love of the king to you. And so that is what we do tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to say thank you to you for joining us tonight. I invite you to join us for our uh, 1045 a.m. Biblical Solutions for Life on Sunday. We're about to receive the tithes and the offerings, Astounding Love, so you all know what to do. Um, those that are still bringing first fruits, we'll present those tonight too. Uh, some of this we're going to do off air, but what I want to say to you is that the information should be on the, on the board, on the screen, I should say, um, that you can give uh, uh, offerings at astoundinglove.org. Uh, or however it is that you're happening to do it. And what we're saying is for those that are seeding into us for the first time, not only do we thank you, but we also release the love of God into your life and say that the desire of God, if you acted upon God's desire for you to give, then we release God's desire to give back to you, to bring increase and favor and change into your life wherever it is necessary, wherever it is that he has been desiring to do so. We love you with the astounding love of God. And we pray for you, for your increase, for your flourishing, for your healing, for your wholeness, for your soundness, for your wellness. We release perfect love to cast out fear and shut down the voice of torment. We release the power of the blood of Jesus and listen for the sound of it. And we pray to be able to talk with you and enjoy another kingdom conversation with you next week. So I'm Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love, a global church fellowship at the Trade Zone, 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California. And this has been tonight's Kingdom Conversation. We look forward to talking to you again. Good night. Yay.